Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Three Men and a Goat. We are uh, welcome Amitabh, welcome Deepthi, welcome Shashwat from uh, all around uh, India, right? Mumbai, Hyderabad, Chennai and Bangalore. Lovely weather here. It's been uh, raining for almost a week now. When it rains, it floods. So I think today we're going to talk about uh, flood tales. Let's hear uh, from Shashwat first. Shashwat, you want to go with your flood tales first? Okay. Well, uh, Shashwat, yes. Seven, Can you hear me? Hello. Yes. yes. Yeah. Loud okay. and clear. Oh, great. Well, yeah, I, I think I've survived a few floods now. And uh, it's every December, it gets uh, really, really uh, nervous around in Chennai because of something that happened in 2015. So mostly people hear about Chennai not having water and uh, the exact opposite happens in December because Chennai receives 1,400 millimeters of rainfall all in two months and more recently in a week or 10 days. And... uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. So what happened was uh, I, I was out on a trip, and the rains took over, and uh, the 2015 floods, which were quite man-made or woman-made, uh, had the biggest reservoir near the city uh, swelling with water, and the there was going to be a breach and the, they were very, very... Why was it man-made? Sorry? Why was it man-made? Uh, so, basically, the water level was rising very, very fast. And when the reservoir rises fast, you have to le- uh, release the water at a calculated rate. Otherwise, you know, you create a spill uh, or you uh, have you can breach the dam, you can breach a reservoir, any of that. And not to forget that illegal construction and deviation of the uh, traditional uh, passages for runoff water and building all over the marshlands. But those happened over a period of time. But uh, 2015, uh, December was a nightmare because there were no warnings to beat that. The water levels were high and everybody was... So she's scared of reporting about it. Nobody did. So people along the riverside. Uske baad wapas hua na Shashwat. Uske baad aur ek do bar hua hai na Chennai mein. So that's what uh, the weather conditions uh, today are bringing out. That you receive high amounts of uh, uh, precipitation in very few hours. So what was like once in a century kind of event of 100 millimeters of rainfall in an hour. Now that's happened already three times in the last few uh, years. Uh, It's one extreme weather condition or the other. So, so yeah, so what happened was I was uh, conveniently out of the city and uh, uh, my wife was at home and uh, one of the neighbors woke her up at four saying that, hey, there's water coming into our houses. And she couldn't believe it. She closed the door. She said, thank you. She was very polite. She said, oh, thank you. And she went back to sleep. 
and then she called me and she said hey what is coming inside the house and uh, uh i i do and have a bit of a house part. you're speaking from sorry sorry is this is this the house you're speaking from right yes it is and it's about uh, 600 meters from the riverside and what happens after that was uh, a sort of uh, emergency uh, you know i i went into this whole uh, response system where i told us isolate the electricity and you know move food up take water we don't know how long this is going to happen and and i'm on my way and all that stuff and uh, my wife took this uh, very serious piece of advice with a lot of salt she picked up a few packets of uh, chips uh, some dry fruits a book to read uh, yeah and she rolled up the carpet uh, she did that so by the time she even realized what's happening there was water inside with the furniture uh, beginning to move up uh, and obviously uh, power out so i had advised her to keep her phone charged and stop yapping on the phone for a bit because you know you tend to start calling up more people and but you have just this much charge and we luckily had a backup uh you know uh, a mobile phone and said keep that as your reserve and stuff so now i'm on uh, pondicherry is just 175 kilometers from chennai but it took more than 14 hours to even come to the periphery of chennai and that was crossing this huge reservoir and uh, we were in a in an suv and we could not enter any further so i had to start wading through the water to make it towards uh, my house so i i i was roughly you know the shortest distance from where i got off uh, to the house is about 6 kilometers but the thing is there was so much water that you had buses under uh, you know submerged and one had to walk across around the periphery through vadapalli and all of these other places uh there was no electricity uh you realize the value of cash in the pocket because the atms wouldn't function it was the first shock you know it didn't matter how much money you had and also you didn't have an umbrella so people who had those few umbrellas suddenly started asking for 2000 3000 rupees for a single umbrella so but there were some nice uh, things i was hungry as well and i dropped into a restaurant he said you know uh, i i started my journey with 15000 rupees and by the time i reached home i had less than 500 so less than 5 bucks less than 500 rupees 500 okay yeah because i had to help somebody all the way and something 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 and by the time i got uh, anywhere close to home i had nothing so uh, this journey was very interesting because it was like a war like scenario where you know you so, so gotten used to mobile phones that it dictates your directions as well and communication is so uh, rapid that if you do not communicate for a period of time it either leads to anxiety or you don't know what to do confusion but uh, i did manage to get in touch with a very good friend of mine who then spoke to some fishermen and then we tried to arrange for some boats 
And uh, when we reached, uh, there's this very famous war memorial. It's a World War II war memorial near our house, which was also completely flooded. Uh, we reached there and the NDRF were there. Uh, and we were feeling really good about it because there's a rescue mission out there. But they just sat and they sat. They had no equipment. It was close to 4.35. I arrived in Chennai at around 9.30 in the morning. And at 4.30, I was there at the war cemetery. And nothing moved. Uh, That very day, 18 people died in this place because they were not able to be rescued, actually. And uh, they didn't have equipment. And they had no knowledge of the terrain or which were the residential areas or things like that. So by this time, the water has crossed uh, in some houses. It was already to the first floor. And on the other side of the riverbank, it had crossed two floors. You know, the water level, we're talking about 20 feet of water. Uh, that, that's not an easy mm. thing to deal with. And there are old people, Crazy. there are young people, there are dogs. The work works, right? And uh, so what we could do is uh, we had to break away. Uh, there was no way to tell anybody that we are coming for them. So next morning, we decided to start at uh, 4.30 in the morning. And uh, we got more boats, which were seagoing boats, you know, they're like uh, fiber boats. And uh, very, very uh, well-trained fishermen who could navigate these boats. And uh, we took the boats and we came through a colony. Uh, the football ground over which we came, we were like 10 feet above the football ground. So, you know, the post of the... Uh, of the Thing. We went over that and we kind of got an idea about how high the water level was. Extremely freaky, extremely freaky. And then uh, we come forward and we see, uh, because the current was so strong, it had piled up cars. There were nothing less than 50, 60 cars at the bend. Some of them being pushed into the river and they washed away. Uh, yeah. And my vehicle was also there. Uh, but anyway, all said and done, we finally come in there. And then, you know, there are people sitting on the balconies waiting to be rescued. There are choppers, but nothing happening on the ground to rescue you. So, yeah. So, uh, my house is equipped with a fire escape, one of the few houses. So, uh, my wife actually oh. jumped out. Oh, she didn't, uh, uh, you know, there was not a drop of rain on her. Uh, this whole, uh, you know. She, she did believe in our marriage for a bit during that day. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was worth it finally. And, uh, yeah, so but we then we oh. ended up rescuing a whole bunch of people. And uh, we met the most awkward lot of people, people with 14 bags of uh, luggage packed and ready to be rescued. There were people who asked what the popular weatherman had to is it going to rain again? Is the flood, is the water level likely to rise? Isn't it a good idea to just stay on in absolute darkness and, you know, uh, uh, things like that? And there was a guy who even asked, Did you see my car? It was parked here. I said, Dude, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it really was amusing to see this kind of uh, uh, response. But yeah, and there were snakes in the water. There were there were a whole bunch of things. 
but uh, the fishermen were the biggest revelation to me uh, they worked as a very tight unit they were they were initially uh, we had a commercial agreement with them which uh, at the end of the thing they said no this is our duty and uh, they refused to take any money and uh, and the relationship has grown over the years but yeah i mean our little colony we had a total rescue of 230 odd people and a couple of dogs and uh, wow yeah so at the end of it the the you know the mayor comes and the photo ops you know uh, everybody who managed to reach there oh. oh like giving them parley biscuit you know like you've been recently seeing there'll be like four people giving somebody a parley biscuit uh, packet and all that nonsense was going on <laughs> but yeah but you know my friends were really the key uh, thing in this because and, and and i think in the future as well at least doritos nahi tha <laughs> seriously <laughs> that one was a real good one <laughs> doritos yeah yeah but you need to be prepared everybody it's like uh, you need to be equipped for a situation like this now onwards so that's our flood tale and how are you still staying in the same house shash sorry i, mean, I can't hear you pas nahi aayega kya amitabh 35 by 100 sorry uh, i was saying how are you still staying in the same house you don't think it will happen again uh, so the thing is i mean that uh, area that zone uh, i've had this place for 15 years and uh, the we've never had a puddle of water because the water drains out the uh, actual cause of this incident was that the reservoirs were not dredged the river channels were not dredged and they built the expanded the airport by turning the river at 90 degrees and just imagine you create a lot of obstacles oh. on the way and then you suddenly release a huge amount of water instead of gradually starting to release water so now the thing is i know they are idiots but i just hope they don't repeat the same blunder it nearly came to that uh, this uh, the last december uh yeah last december we had the same situation but they were smarter they released water a little earlier and the dredging was done see every december now it's it's a little nervous uh, there's a little bit of nervousness around because you just don't know uh, it took uh, about 8 hours to get from mylapore to where i stay because of on november 16th on that uh, that year because there was just so much rain there was 120 odd ml of rain in one hour so everything is flooded and you know uh, you keep hearing about ola boats and all of these things this is where i'm extremely uh, makes me extremely upset because uh, ola announced that they would have ola boats and stuff like that and i spent a lot of resource trying to track you know uh, arrange for boats oh, in my area and things like that but they do it purely for publicity they just have one boat somewhere take a photo op and you know and they did it again during this crisis uh, as well right so yeah abhi to abhi to bhavish se bhi nahi aayega sponsorship wo to abhi apna car bechega we lose we losing our sponsors by the episode sir <laughs> we should call them to give them kunal se nahi aayega bhavish se nahi aayega kunal ho gaya abhi ye bhavish hai ha oh 
Yeah. Amazing times. Amazing I always times, yeah. felt this, right? When you're in that situation where you know that Chennai is going to be bad, didn't you ever feel like just taking that U-turn and go back to Pondicherry even for a minute? Uh, what prompted you to go to Chennai? This is something that is... The property is... papers, you know. But he had family, right? He had family, right? You had family still in Chennai, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it was, yes. Uh, it was primarily because of family and... Uh, see, I, I have dealt with extreme situations because of my uh, profession. But uh, they, I mean, you just... There was no information. So, imagine completely being in the dark uh, about it. It wasn't that you could spend two, three days, wait for the waters to recede and then go see if your family is still around. Yeah, but I think this is happening more and more right nowadays with uh, Kerala also and Chennai also, especially. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing Gurgaon. I mean, there are all kinds of places which were earlier never getting flooded, now beginning to see flooding in some form yeah, and shape and it, fairly it's, regularly. It's not just climate change. It's just been uh, horrible planning and, you know, it's it's completely man-made. Uh, this entire disaster. Or Aj me kaha padra tha? Madam, I'm sure Shashwat must have read this, but madam, in the context of this, I was madam, probably related context, but I was reading ki wo uh, MP ya kahin pe Aditya Birla group is going to start mining for diamonds and it is going to cause a huge issue because they've been given they are going to kill. They're going to kill a few mountains in the process. Yeah, but they're calling it green mining. I was just wondering. They're going to have solar lamps and they're going to have green practices while mining it. The green is for the money, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I think... But I think... So one is the money and probably... Aintab, you'll have to talk into the mic. I was saying one is the money and probably the ecological damage and all those worries, right? But the other worry is also this, right? That you dig up mountains, soil erosion happens, flooding happens, all these other things which are... So so I call this the softer aspect, uh, not the softer, but the more <clears throat> unseen aspect of ecology, right? You see trees going away, monkeys going away, animals going away. That's almost seen directly, but... Uh, flooding and other long-term damages like you you have fruit trees which no longer have bees because like 20 kilometers away no longer are you having fruits in your farm because the bees have gone so it's a little weird that we still end up doing all of this and big firms like Aditya Birla and others do this so very strange I mean very very strange there is no end to this right I mean uh uh See, the thing is, uh, none of us are innocent in this because... No, no, absolutely. Yeah, I was about I'm to not, actually I'm not, say I'm that. Not judging that. I don't think we are any... Like, I think we are as much the part of the problem. It's driven by consumerism at right. the end of the day. So, yeah. Yeah. Huh, but, but I think... Sorry, what I meant by that is not to say that this is Aditya Birla's problem and not not ours, right? What I meant by that is this is strange because uh, 
we are doing two things at the same time right one we are probably demanding the diamond and hence somebody is mining the diamond but i think the bigger challenge is we are also creating a circumstance for ourselves where we think that uh, the the or rather we are not remembering that the flooding will happen for us or we are not able to co- be cognizant of the fact that tomorrow forest fires will happen or something like that so uh, that is a little strange right that is a little strange no but if if you see that <clears throat> even right now right with the pandemic wave and everything else right whenever the lockdown is over people are again without mask together i mean it's like what like it's not even been a month or month and a half since the wave peaked as i mean people are back to uh, old behavior right? so it's hard to i don't know what that psychology is so no, i think collectively i think yeah and i think that's the like worry right i mean vision. Vision. sorry sorry gonshash no I, i think collectively we lack that vision you were talking about mountains going they uh, i've been to one of uh, a client's uh, farm houses in uh, the aravallis there's nothing left of it uh, 80% of it is already gone and that's the only thing separating the desert and gurgaon and delhi and then they say that why is the pollution so high uh, you know how long does desertification take you know it's and and they are they have now decided to dig further and uh, license it so yeah there's no end to this crazy 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 <clears throat> it's going to be a worse off yeah, for the next generation fine. we survive the floods i, I was reading this yeah i was reading this right uh, <laughs> Uh, so something something selfish right i was trying to figure out uh, you know obviously a little utopian sorry something selfish something utopian uh, i was trying to figure out where to uh, like what's a good place to probably settle down again right if we, if if my job allowed and if life allowed and all of that and i was seeing that pretty much every city in this country is slated to have huge floods in the next 5 years so hyderabad is supposed to bangalore is supposed to chennai is supposed to kerala is supposed to uh, uh like every big city delhi is supposed to so except for bombay which is not supposed to flood but is supposed to see huge rains like it's supposed to see rains for the next like starting probably in the next 2 3 years bombay is going to see rains of about 5 months 6 months they it's be- pretty much going to become so uh, part of it is climate change part of it is uh, what sashwat said rightly the urbanization and the digging and lack of dredging and reservoirs and all of that but you, we are also creating strange problems right because chennai is also a huge economic machine and when we when we make a chennai like uh, risk uh, uh, or in the risk zone every december or every november you suddenly discourage people from coming there for business for living for and and for a lot of people right for example uh, uh, let's say for deepthi she has uh, 
three families, five families living in Hyderabad. Moving from Hyderabad is not an option, right? You can't just backpack and say, look, I'm moving out of Hyderabad today. So it's very... Like, I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't, like, the only one of the few cities which I could think of was Pondicherry, there is Pondicherry, then, uh, uh, which came out reasonably okay, Pondicherry was okay, then Mysore was fairly okay, but every other city, like, Vizag is supposed to be literally going down under uh, during the rainy seasons in the next two, three uh, years is the expectation. Now, that is a very strange outcome. I don't know what to make of it. The, the thing is, uh, greater unpredictability has uh, has taken over. I mean, there is no seasonal seasonality about it. Like I mentioned, I mean, Abhijit was talking about it yesterday, about how it rains in Bangalore. With nine months of rain, you still have just 800 millimeters of rainfall in Bangalore in a good year. In Chennai, what used to happen over two to three months, 70% happens in a week or 10 days. How do you prepare infrastructure for something like that? You, it, it's really, really unpredictable. And uh, climate risk, climate refugees, the works, this is all going to happen. And it's probably going to get accelerated uh, in many ways. At some point, my house is going to be an aquarium, uh, I'm sure. Uh, but... Strange times we live in. Okay, Deepthi, you have a tale to tell? Actually, I'm just thinking Vizag is a good example. I lived in Vizag for a few years when I was growing up. And uh, we've had a very, very interesting tale, in fact. So this is a little different from what I spoke of yesterday. The manhole one is one type of an experience. But mm-hmm. uh, this was in 1993. And uh, I've never seen the sea till then. Like, literally never. Like, I don't remember seeing so Vizag. We lived on the, like, on the beach road. So, our house, we could see the sea from pretty much anywhere you sit in the house, you see the sea. Um, the first two days that I stayed in Vizag, obviously it was very exciting and you know, you see the sea, it's like the first time you're saying that proximity, it's all beautiful. Third day onwards, I could never sleep properly because the waves in the night are horrendous. They come and catch you. (laughs) Like nobody, that's the first time I was having my own room. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just the the sound or what, what? It's the sound, it's everything. So I would shut the curtains, hoping that I can never listen to the sound because I cannot see the sea. People um, find it therapeutic. So the first, you, it, it's now, it's real. So once we got used to it, we were, I think, as a family, the healthiest when we were staying in Vizag. But uh, the first monsoon, the first cyclone in Vizag was horrendous. You I mean, I'm sure Saswat, when you were in on the seas or whatever, I'm sure you would have experienced this. Fuck, nothing was le- We weren't prepared. I can tell you that we didn't know what to expect. Like, we were living in Hyderabad and, you know, we never, we knew what cyclone was. But but when it cooks up next, like next <laughs> Bay of Bengal, 
and you're like right there there is no preparing you saying it'll pass in the next 4 hours 5 hours it's nothing like that it's horrendous the first day my father was traveling and uh, it was just my mother me and my brother and uh, what woke me up so through the evening there's this stillness in the air right like literally this this calm this absolutely it becomes silent also i think the birds yeah. and everything else also yeah, yeah. senses like life generally senses it so it's like completely dull the skies go gray the the trees are like a very dark green and the boundaries are very well defined i don't know why i mean i'm sure there is some science but you can see clear lines like you can see the 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 lines of the trees and there's no haze it's like thick and very nicely bounded stuff boundaryed stuff um still okay because you know that's the first time when you see the sea going gray and it's again beautiful because the ships are passing and you know it's it's a nice thing to see the lighthouse is still like rotating it's all romantic then uh, <laughs> we all have <laughs> then we retire to the room <laughs> and then about 12 o'clock or 12:30 or something you know there was a power cut and it's also stark mm-hmm. because my brother was still a baby then um he was about is very young so my brother and i are about 7 years apart so i was like i'm the eldest in my family and my brother is 7 years younger and i was in i think 5th or 6th standard then and he was like super he was he probably was, he didn't meet the standard school so he used to no yeah me sorry no go ahead go on okay i'll try and ignore that <laughs> but anyway the build up can you hear me shashwat sorry then uh, power cut and can you hear me yeah you have to not realize a power cut but tell me i, yeah, thought, I got dropped off i don't know how sorry so those are the times when even if there's a power cut uh, you still I, sleep i thought i got you don't wake off, up just uh, like oh was i the only person who got dropped off there's nothing like that yeah. so i was like you sleeping off okay yeah i was just off completely Oh, there was this huge thunder that stuck Sorry, somewhere like this. This lightning. Folks, well, exactly. The sound was horrendous. I woke up like I'm telling you, I was like dead to the world. And then you just wake up and you see outside, and there are these pink streaks of like lightning right outside your window, and it's like this like proper lightning, right? You're seeing like the veins and. <laughs> you like oh. seeing that and i was like shit what the fuck is happening because the sea by now it's like hitting uh-huh. the waves are like on the road complete they hit it's like it's amazing to see how the sea behaves under uh, you know conditions which are like not or rather i don't even know if those are the conditions which are not normal because i think that's normal behavior tides are like absolutely normal behavior because few months living by the sea i could like then start telling that okay this is the time when you know the tide it's high tide or it's low tide you you generally get into that whole uh, rhythm of the sea and we know exactly when to go to the beach and when you don't and you start learning those, those kind of stuff that day i woke up i still remember i could not like put my feet down and go to that next room <laughs> to be with my dad, my mother and my brother because everywhere Can i see it guys like hear me pelting the sea was like just so furious and i was so shit scared my brother was weeping by then the whole the-